I have some Dino Bites in my freezer and they're not for my children. <laughs> As a former math teacher, are you the one that loads the dishwasher at home? This is a circle. It knows how to get around. It's got a center. <laughs> This, this is, is awesome. a circle streaming now on Spotify. <laughs> yeah. Don't what? ask me that question. Don't ask me. I'm not one. being interviewed. No, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to talk about my mayday dance. <laughs> Hello. It is great to be with all of you for Worth the Journey, a Worthington Schools podcast. My name is Angie Adrian, and I get to serve Worthington Schools as the Assistant Superintendent of Academics. And I'm Jeff Maddox. I am the Director of Human Resources for the Worthington Schools. Together, we get to be your host for the podcast and appreciate you taking the time to listen to the stories that we get to hear and those that we get to work alongside of in Worthington Schools. For those of you that don't know, Worthington Schools is a district of about 11,000 students and 1,400 staff. We do take a lot of pride in building strong relationships with others, um, which we believe truly impacts culture. Our mission in Worthington Schools is to empower a community of learners who will change the world. And in this podcast, we get to interview others who are already changing the world through intentional uses of storytelling. We know that storytelling impacts school culture. This podcast is a series um, where we're talking about traditions. And so we'll have conversations um, with those that we get to work with in elementary school about elementary traditions, middle school traditions, high school traditions, and today's our middle school. I'm excited. We're, you know what, Jeff? We, we are talking to a Swifty. Yes, we are. Did you know that? Like, and I, <laughs> like he is the leader of the fan club. Like, I think he may have received letters from um, the Swift camp asking him to stop reaching out. So we'll hear that story as well. Like borderline Like borderline, yeah. I mean, it's like, <laughs> I think they've asked him to stop. He's a Swifty, and I also hear that he sings. Welcome, Mr. Greg Garris. It's good to have you. Thanks for having me today. Excited to be here. Now, Mr. Garris, I hear that you started in Worthington Schools as a pool sub, and then became a math teacher and now building principal at Kilbourne Middle School. Tell us a little bit about your your career um, in Worthington and maybe even prior to that. Yeah, so I, actually my story in Worthington starts way back in kindergarten. I went to Worthington School's kindergarten through through high school. I was a Slate Hill star and uh, went to Worthingway Middle School and then graduated from Thomas Worthington High School. And then after graduating college, I got the opportunity to come back and, and sub in Worthington schools. And it was such a cool opportunity. I started every single day with a phone call from Karen Holt. And I was always hoping that it was somewhere in the middle school, high school realm, because that was my background. There were days where I was called to be a, a kindergarten teacher or a, a music teacher. And uh, you just roll with it and you do the best that you can. Um, kindergarten, I spent a lot of time just counting kids, making sure I didn't lose any one of them. <laughs> I'm not sure how much actual instruction happened on those days. But Shout I out to I our kindergarten teachers. Yeah, I didn't lose anybody. Job. Oh, my gosh. The, the, the depth of the sub plans uh, for a kindergarten teacher is out of this world. It's and, by the second. Oh, yeah. And then and then when I said, hey, guys, it's time to, to go out to recess, go ahead and just put your coats on. Um, I quickly yeah, learned that that's about a 15-minute process, <laughs> zipping all the coats, helping with the hats and the gloves and everything. It so, does provide you incredible perspective as a sub, doesn't absolutely, it? Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, I learned a lot through that experience as being a, a substitute teacher 
and then got the opportunity to, to interview to be a, a math teacher at Thomas Worthington. And that's where my, my career started. It was over at the high school. My family also graduates of, of okay. Worthington schools. My mother-in-law, she is working in the office over at Liberty Elementary. Um, my stepdad, he is driving a bus for Worthington schools awesome. and he's, we always need he's, bus drivers, oh, he's so loving it. My siblings have also been coaches in the district too. So we are proud of the Worthington schools and the Worthington community and have been able to give back a little bit. Um, so we, we love it. For those who don't know, Greg is, um, he is one of the, um, all-stars of the Thomas Worthington baseball program as a player. Greg, what was your career batting average? Well, the career batting average, I think it improves over time. So it had to be somewhere, had to be somewhere guy, around 380. Yeah, yeah. What I remember it being was really, really good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> somewhere around 380. Somewhere around nice. 380, like I'm, I'm yeah. sure, or something like that. And then you, know, you throw in the home runs and, and all the things like that. It was it was a remarkable career. <laughs> but in all seriousness, uh, I did play baseball, baseball and football here in Worthington. And uh, some of my best memories are from that time. Um, I got to play for for Coach Gussler here, um, who's a legendary coach in Worthington. And uh, not only did I take so many lessons from the baseball field, but also just life lessons too from from Coach. So you know, one of the things that he preached every single time was uh, his his catchphrase was "best time every time" down the first baseline. So if you hit a line drive to the pitcher and you're out, you're stepping out of the batter's box. The expectation was that you still sprinted to first base. You give your best time every single time, and and that's just something that leads into life as well. So he had lots of little tidbits like that that still rattle around in my mind as a, as I'm going through my day. Steve has um, made an incredible impact on the players he coached. But think about his legacy. Um, we're still talking about Steve Gussler. We're still talking about Co- Coach Gussler. And he's still part of the Thomas Worthington baseball program. Just yeah, absolutely. He's got man. a lasting impact. Absolutely. Yep. We talked to you a little bit before you came on the podcast and we said, hey, what do, you, what do you think you're going to be asked on the podcast? And you said something like to dazzle you with conversation about <laughs> all things middle school. So obviously we know we want to talk about middle school tradition. So you can dazzle us with all things middle school. But let's talk let's talk a little bit about traditions. What are some of the middle school focused traditions in Worthington schools? And certainly you have them at, at Kilbourne Middle School. Um, some are consistent at our other middle schools. Some are a little different, but... Let's dive into that a little bit. Yeah, I'm glad you guys read the pre-podcast uh, interview very Absolutely. thoroughly. I, I, I hope to dazzle you a little bit. <laughs> Middle school is such a cool time because not only are we focused on academics and the growth of students in that respect, but it's a time where kids are figuring out who they are, where they fit in, and um, and, and we have the opportunity to really create some memories during that time. It's a, it's a really fundamental time in your development. And so you create a lot of memories. And so we have some opportunities to do some traditions at the middle school level. Um, one tradition that is a relatively new tradition to, to middle school was sixth grade camp. So when sixth grade moved to the middle school a few years ago, we started taking all of our, all of our kids to camp. And it is just so cool to see them um, really outside of the school building participating in ropes courses and navigating, staying in cabins together and being away from home for some of them the, the, the first time. And uh, it comes with some nerves, but also when they get off those buses coming back from camp, they're just a little bit closer together. They're walking a little bit taller. Their parents are like, what, you know, what happened those last right. few days? Yeah. And uh, it, that's that's a really cool experience and a fun tradition that we're, we're starting up in Worthington. Another one that we have at, at Kilbourne Middle School, and I know happens in other middle schools too, is we do a big dodge 
dodgeball day right before mm-hmm. Thanksgiving break. During this day, students make their dodgeball teams and over the course of the day compete in a tournament. Um, we've also got a whole array of activities outside of that too. So you can you can watch a movie, you can play some video games, you can do board games because kids are interested in different things. But the dodgeball tournament ends up being the star of the show. And so over the course of the day, kids are competing in dodgeball. And at the end of the day, the staff team takes on the champion of the student tournament. And it's rather savvy for the staff team because the kids are exhausted by that point. Their <laughs> arms are a little ragged. And so we can come in fresh and just try to mow them down. But it's a, it's a fun you way. You don't to, let them win? Uh, absolutely not. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> come on. And so, they take that very seriously. Yeah, take it I very was invited seriously. to be a guest official mm-hmm. um, for that staff student uh, dodgeball tournament. Um, they take it very seriously, but Absolutely. I will tell you the staff, there's, there's some impressive arms on that staff. There's some, there's some impressive arms. It's been, uh, well, as someone in HR, you can appreciate it. It's been a really, uh, a part of my hiring criteria over the last few years. I was just getting ready to ask, is that something uh, that you We look- get into, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we don't lead with that, but it's, it's <laughs> We get into the series of questions, and then I just ask them if they wouldn't mind just throwing this ball as far as they can, and then we, <laughs> we just factor that into oh, the- Oh, there's a target the, on your wall. <laughs> hey, can you hit that target? <laughs> exactly. But it, it's, it's great. And, and speaking of referees, we, we have um, former students, juniors and seniors, that'll come back and want to referee the game because they remember other students- coming back to, to ref. And so um, it's it's just a fun way. It's a tradition that kids always ask about. A great thing to be able to do at the middle school level and take a break from the academics for a day and just have some fun. Another tradition is middle school dances. We like to call them canteens. Uh, How did the name canteen? So I was a middle school principal. Jeff was a middle school principal. I was in a different district. We had middle school dances, but canteen was new for me when I came to Worthington. Do we know the history of why I personally don't know the history of of the canteen. I know as a student, it was called a canteen. We've actually moved away from it a little bit because when you call it a canteen, kids are like, what is that? In the fall, we call it our fall fun fest. And then um, in the spring, we'll call it the spring fling. And then, yeah, it's just like kind of a rite of passage for middle school. So my understanding is it dates back to um, the term canteen. Back in the World War One, Two era, canteens, I think they were referred to as dances back then, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I, too, went to Worthing Way Middle School as a wild cat, went to the canteens. Um, they were a big deal. What was your experience? What, what, what did you do with the canteens? You know, it's one of those kind of like you uh, remembering your baseball career. Um, I look back and I remember my dancing career as phenomenal. Um, <laughs> if I actually showed back up and watched myself dance, it wasn't phenomenal. Um, it wasn't even close. Um, I rocked jean jackets back then. Um, collar up. Collar up. My yep. hair might have been a little longer on the back than it should have been. Um, I was feeling pretty good. Um, I can remember uh, rock, rock Me Amadeus blaring on those giant speakers. That was that era. Um, it was, when I was a student, it was straight dances. Um, there was really no other activities, um, but it has evolved since. Do kids still show up at Kilbourne Middle School and dance, or are there so many other activities going on um, that kind of takes them away from dancing. We've got the the gym opened up. You can do recess in the evening, essentially. Uh, but we've got board games going. We've got some karaoke, which is a big hit with the kids. We also will will do a, a cakewalk. Oh, uh, we've got um, a two-liter um, ring toss. So you can um, try to win yourself a two-liter. So um, lots of different stuff going on. But we still have a DJ. And by the end of the night, we still end up with a lot of kids on the dance floor. 
And it's really cool to see my experience at canteens. I, I remember my area would have been Casey and Jojo and me trying to awkwardly dance with somebody with very extended arms <laughs> to, to a ballad sung by Casey and Jojo. There's no slow songs at this point. It's really, it's, it's upbeat. We try to keep the kids moving around. They do like some Taylor Swift, um, which is a, is a yeah. popular, popular artist at Kilbourne Middle School, popular everywhere. Who, but, who makes Taylor Swift popular at Kilbourne Middle School? Well, I think I, I have a little something to <laughs> do, do okay. with, with a, making Taylor Swift popular at Kilbourne Middle School, but she has done a great job on her own of really establishing herself okay. as an artist. <laughs> she's all right. As an artist. But, but yeah, the kids— I mean, she was the, just on a magazine, right? Time? Yeah, person of the I mean, year. Person of the year. Person of the year. I don't know right. who else could have Very possibly well been the person yeah. of the year in Pretty well deserved based Absolutely. on what she did. Yeah. So, Greg, let's go back to your first interview in Worthington, right? You talked about being a pool sub. So I don't know if this was when you were a pool sub or if you were interviewing for a for a position. But knowing that you're a Swifty, um, there's a song that you sang in the interview. Can you help us understand, like, why you sang a song? And then I want to hear a few few lines from that song. Well, I'm having some flashbacks now to that particular moment, but sure, I'll kind of paint a picture for you. I was interviewing to be a math teacher at Thomas Worthington High School. It was my very first committee interview. I had gone out and I, I got a suit, so I looked official. And um, as I was getting ready, I put my suit on. It's this nice, like, dark gray suit. I realized I had <laughs> no black dress shoes, just didn't own any black dress shoes at that point. So I got into my stepdad's closet and started rummaging around, and I found some some of his dress shoes. He wears uh, size shoes that are about two sizes bigger than mine. So I <laughs> stuffed some tissues down in the t- <laughs> awesome. in the front of those shoes, and I came walking into the interview re- room looking like a a clown, probably with those big old shoes. I sat down at the table and. As I mentioned, I went to Worthington School. So as I looked across the other side of the table, I saw four or five faces that I recognized that were my teachers. You know, I felt like I literally was playing dress up, trying to pretend like I was a teacher. There was, I think, probably eight people on the interview committee. And as we got into the questions and I was starting to feel feel the rhythm a little bit, and they were asking about how I keep students engaged. And I said, well, one of the things I like to do is use, use music in the math classroom. It helps... Uh, you know, students connect to the content a little bit, helps things stick with them a little. Legendary teacher at Thomas Worthington, Bob Galasso, interrupted me <laughs> in the middle of me me going. He said, well, can you sing one? We made eye contact. It felt like a challenge. And so there was an awkward silence. And then I just followed up with, this is a circle. It knows how to get around. It's got a center. <laughs> <laughs> you can cut that That's part. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> And so I started singing, and uh, everybody was like, no, 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 you don't have to do that, Bob. Why'd you make him, why'd you make him sing? And uh, I, I looked at it as like, you know, he's seeing what I'm about here. Right. And so I let him know that I'm willing to Your do I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I think that might have tipped the scales a little bit. It didn't give me a singing career, but <laughs> it did start my career at Worthington School. So I got to give a tip of the cap to Bob Galasso and, and the Circle Song because yeah. I might not be sitting here today without it. There are going to be those kinds of informal, goofy moments, and it sounds like you were provided that opportunity and you owned it. <laughs> so good for you. And you got the job. And I got the job. That's, that's yeah, the most that's important That's the most part. important thing. You obviously have had a, a lot of success in your life, and I know that we're talking about middle school traditions, and you've you've helped build those traditions in middle school. But, but when you think about 
your own career and where you are, and now you're serving the greater community at Kilbourne Middle School. Talk to our listeners about who has had that impact on your life, who has really helped you become um, the leader and the man that you are today. I don't think we can point to any one person at all, but over my time in Worthington Schools, there's been so many people that have had a lasting impact on my life and and whose messages and whose lessons have have impacted me. So, yeah. so my ele- elementary school counselor, Kathy Moore, she would come into classrooms and she would do lessons with us. And one of the lessons was about doing your have-tos before you do your want-tos. To this day, I have a, a page that I print out every day, uh, how I plan my day, and on that list, I have have tos and I have want tos, and I go through them in that order. It's something that I talk about with my kids. She talked about this this concept of of your self esteem. She used the, the term ILAC, stands for I am lovable and capable. If you are kind to the people around you, then their self esteem, their ILAC stays whole. But if you do little things that are unkind, it starts to eat away at those things. And it's this this visual that I've stuck that stuck with me about just be kind to people always. Those little messages um, are always always with me, and it's really cool to see Mrs. Moore. She still um, is involved in the Worthington mm-hmm. community. She, she will pop into Kilbourne Middle School and work with some of our students in Global Thinkers classes. And so whenever I have the chance to see her, it's just a reminder of how far I've come since being a, a, an elementary school student and and seeing that the impact that you can have for a long time. Another story I'll, I'll share with you is from Matt teacher at, at Thomas Worthington High School. She's since retired, but uh, Miss Alsop, she is someone that I like to say demanded more from me than I thought I had in myself. So I was a decent math student. I got to be in some of the upper level courses, but I thought that was pretty good in, a, in and of itself. I was like, hey, yeah, I'm playing one level up. This I, I'll get a B and that's, that's okay. But one day early in her class, she was handing back a quiz. I had gotten a B on the quiz and Miss Alsop said, I expect more out of you. That was the first time that I recall someone saying that very directly to me. I felt pretty good about the grade, you know, but but she saw something else and pushed me to be a little bit better. That's just something that that has stuck with me. I attribute a lot of people along the way saying, hey, I think that you can do more to where I am today. Another person that I'll I'll name, Julie King, was a longtime assistant principal at Thomas Worthington High School. And as we sat in teacher evaluations, she said, have you ever considered being a, a leader, you know, doing more outside of the classroom? I said, never, actually. I've, <laughs> that's not something that's on my radar. She said, well, I think you should think about it. And just her putting that, that little thought in my mind was uh, the reason that I started doing a master's program in leadership. She was an advocate for me as I started this journey and got hired as a young assistant principal. So there's just lots of people along the way that are there to point you in the right direction, provide you encouragement. And I hope to be able to do that for for people now in, in my position to, to be able to say, hey, I think I see something there and I want to push you to do more than you think you might be able to. I would agree with you that I, I don't think that it's always just one person that influences who we are um, as we as we continue to evolve in our journey. And um, Jeff and I, um, there was a, a name that you mentioned, and Jeff may may know more of those people, but Jeff and I got to work with um, Julie King in Hilliard. She was a counselor at Hilliard Darby High School when I was an assistant principal, and so Julie and I were paired up, and um, I can absolutely see why she has you know, had a positive influence on your life. Listening to your three people that you highlighted, the common theme is what we all know about this profession. 
And that is our grades recognize something in somebody that they don't necessarily see about themselves. So Joe saw your math ability and expected more. And Julie King saw your ability to lead people and wanted you to to step into certain roles. You know, Steve Gussler saw, I mean, it's just amazing that there is a common theme amongst all amazing educators that really see something in someone and pull it out. As we bring some closure to um, middle school traditions, we heard a lot um, about our middle school traditions at Kilbourne Middle School and across our district. Um, you know, I can't help but think um, what traditions do for our schools. And so you're going through your day the day before a tradition is happening. Maybe it's the day before or the day of the night of a canteen, or the day before the dodgeball tournament, there's excitement. There's this feel in the building. Um, it's a culture builder. You know, kids get excited about it. What does that do for you, Greg, your teachers, for your staff um, on those days? What's that feel like in your building? And what do you think having those traditions do for the overall culture? You hit the nail on the head about by this excitement. There's like the palpable energy in the yeah. building on the day before our dodgeball day or, or other exciting traditions. Um, on the dodgeball day, kids come in and they're they're dressed in their different team uniforms. Yeah. One team's wearing their purple, and other teams <laughs> got the you know orange painted underneath their eyes. And um, they've clearly taken a lot of time to think about what they want to wear to school. And so, not only is it about the day itself, but it's the lead up to the day. There's the the forming of the teams and 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 all the excitement that's around that. Also, something about traditions that they happen the same time every year. It's something that people look forward yep. to. And so. You know, as we get going with the start of the school year, kids start talking about, hey, we're doing this day coming you know, around Thanksgiving, and then we'll do it again um, in, in February. And so it's just these little things that students have the opportunity to look forward to. They happen the same time each year. Um, one thing that we do at, at Kilbar Middle School, you alluded to the fact that I like Taylor Swift, and I do. Um, and I try, <laughs> to, prom I I try, to, try, try <laughs> to promote that. Every Tuesday, I call it Taylor Tuesday. And so we start off the announcements with a 30-second soundbite of a Taylor Swift song, and it happens every single week. As I started at Kilbar Middle School, I didn't know how it was going to land. And so I started doing it the first four or five weeks. And um, kids don't give you a ton of feedback one way or the other. We, we had a little conversation. There was one week I was a little rushed and I didn't get the Taylor Swift soundbite in there. And immediately kids said, hey, it's Tuesday. Where was the song? And so I started to notice that kids were paying attention. They knew it was Tuesday. They expected this thing. And I think that's what traditions are about. You start to expect um, this thing to come up the same time, whether it's every week um, or the same time each year, that you can build excitement toward and, and look forward to. And, and it really does have an impact on the school culture not only for the kids, but for the teachers too. They have an opportunity to let their guard down a little bit and sit with kids and watch dodgeball or sit with kids and, and play some video games and then ultimately compete against one another. And I mean, how cool is that to compete against your students and then at the end, wrap your arms around each other and that's say, right. hey, that was yep. a lot of fun. Good game. Right. We'll talk about that for, for a few <laughs> years now. You know, that's the really fun part about the traditions, I think, is that the lasting memories that it provides yeah. too. Kids will come back and they'll ask, hey, are you still doing X, Y, right. or Z? And I think that kids that have had a positive experience, they want that for the students coming down the line too. So That's right. as, as our high school students are asking about different things still going on at school, they want those experiences for the students in the building now. A fun part of, of growing up is being able to, to live out these traditions that you hear about early on and then be able to reminisce upon too. A 
part of our podcast tradition is rapid fire questions. Long time listener, first time, time first time participant. Okay, long time <laughs> listener, Jeff. We have a long time listener long of nine time episodes. Listener. All right, Jeff, are you ready? I am ready, but I don't <laughs> think Greg is. Okay. Um, these are super, maybe arguably the hardest ones I've asked yet. How do you hang your toilet paper over or under? Only over. Is a straw necessary to drink a beverage? The straw is not necessary to drink a beverage, but I prefer it. I don't like when the ice slides down and hits my teeth. It's really uncomfortable. So, so I will always straw go guy. straw. I'll All always right. go straw. Um, I prefer no straw. I prefer no straw. Corey, no straw. You lose, Greg. As a former math teacher, are you the one that loads the dishwasher at home? <laughs> Why does it matter if he's a former math teacher? <laughs> I don't <laughs> Greg knows. Like, Listen, just as math the, people, 100%. Like, like, Listen, so, Greg is going to have a hard take so on this. As an on, art teacher, yeah, my dishes are all over the place. All over. <laughs> as a former math teacher, I do load the dishwasher, and I do have a system for it. However, of course you do. <laughs> my wife would say it's the wrong system. And so she is a, a also a very intelligent woman, and she has some strategies. So we do frequently rearrange each other's um, dishwashing preferences. How do you eat your Oreo? Really? This one is the one that stumps you? <laughs> He's trying not to laugh. <laughs> I eat my Oreos in one bite, all at once. Really? Really. You don't crack that thing open? You just put it... I don't like the crumbs, so uh -oh. I think if I bite into the Oreo, the crumbs go everywhere, so I just do the whole Oreo Are you a dunker? Time. Are you a dunker? No dunking. No dunking? No dunking. Not because I, I'm opposed to dunking. I just don't want the additional dish. All right, fair enough. That you have to put in the dishwasher? Yeah, the dishwasher. <laughs> yeah, no, enough. thank you. <laughs> exactly. What is your most favorite comedy TV show of all time? There are so many really good comedies out there, but I, I'm going to go with an older one. I love Seinfeld. Are you a blue cheese or ranch guy with your chicken wings? I'm a neither. I'm a purist. No dipping of the chicken wings. What was your go-to recess game? At recess at Slate Hill, they have a big grass field back there. Yeah. yeah. So my favorite recess game had to have been First Bounce Fly, oh, a wow. game where one person's throwing, there's a pack of individuals. You got to catch it in the air on the first bounce, and then you get to be the thrower. We would play that ad nauseum at recess time. It's a blast. I totally forgot about that game. That was a fun one. If Taylor Swift asked you to tour with her as a backup dancer, would you quit your job? I love my job. Maybe I could take a hiatus and just give it a try as a background dancer. But knowing my dancing skills, I'm not sure that invitation's coming anytime Let's soon. Let's say the HR person denies your request for a leave. Would you quit your job to become a backup dancer for Taylor Swift? I wouldn't. You would not? I would not. Wow. Favorite movie of all time? Forrest Gump. So many little quotable moments. It's really cool to see how one man was weaved all the way through the history of our country. Yeah. All right. So we're leading up to the most important question, and I normally just will ask it. However, I got beef with you. You ran a serial contest at KMS, and as it turns out, I have no way to prove this, that you maybe manipulated the results. But I am going to ask you, what is, in fact, the greatest serial of all time? Well, I do feel like before I answer, I need a chance to defend myself. We did run a cereal bracket you during did? during COVID, and we had lots of great cereals in there, uh, one of which I don't think was your favorite, but the people had spoken. And so we, we ran a bracket, and the winner of that bracket was Lucky Charms, but the runner-up 
is what I believe is the greatest cereal of all time, which is Cinnamon Toast Crunch. All right, fair enough. Cinnamon Toast Crunch is a is a good cereal, right? But better better dry than it is with milk on it. Well, I think it's the beauty of it is that it's it's really good dry or with milk. And if yeah. you're someone who likes Personal. to drink the milk afterwards, you get a nice cinnamon milk combo yeah, at the true. end, the milk which at is the really end is good. good. It's the taste you can see. Thanks for playing along, Greg. <laughs> Greg, thanks so much for taking the time to join us today and talk a little bit about middle school traditions um, and you and a little bit about you know your personal life and your work as a leader in Worthington Schools. We appreciate what you do at Kilbourne Middle School. Um, I know you have a staff who, who adores you and students who appreciate Taylor Swift Tuesdays and a community who is, is thankful for you to be a part of Kilbourne Middle School. So thank you so much for your time today. Thanks, Greg. Thank you, guys. Thanks for tuning in to today's Worth the Journey podcast. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google, our Worthington Schools website, or wherever you get your podcasts. A big thanks to Corey Carter and our communications team for making this podcast a reality. And of course, to our students at The Ohio State University in the communications department. The journey may not always be easy, but it'll definitely be worth it. Thanks for taking care of each other and have a great day out there.